Good morning, everybody. I am Jen Johnson. This is Thought by Thought Healing. It is April 23rd, and I can literally see spring out my window, which is awesome. I'm, I'm in Seattle, Washington, and it just feels like a beautiful Saturday. I get to spend this afternoon celebrating my nephew's 13th birthday, which is a little bit scary, but also exciting. Um, I took last week off and went to New Orleans and spent four days there with a friend. I'd never been. It was great. I get to hold a baby alligator that was like a year and a half. And it was so cute and also a little bit scary, kind of like my nephew, I guess. That was a weird correlation. But today I want to talk about the fawn response. So the, um, the fawn response is a nervous system response that is slightly different than the fight response and the flight response or the freeze response, which most people are just more aware of. And so today we're going to talk about the fawn response because I think it is very important when we're talking about chronic pain to identify this nervous system imprint because it's slightly different and it's easy to not notice because you don't feel it in your body in the same way that you feel the fight or flight, but it is still a response that is perpetuating chronic pain. So until the year 2000, they had done most of their research on men's nervous systems in response to fight or flight or or their response to um, encountering something that was scary or, or fearful. But in 2000, Shelley Taylor did um, research on more focusing on women. She did do men also, um, but focusing on women and their nervous system responses to experiencing um, a dangerous situation as they were growing up. And later on, Pete Walker, he's the one that coined the term fawn response. Shelley called it the tend and befriend, which is also oftentimes the the placate response. It's essentially when you are taking the very thing you are afraid of and pleasing it. So you have a a figure in your life, maybe a parent figure or an authority figure that you, instead of fleeing from or fighting, you are moving towards adapting who you are Ignoring your own emotions, your sensations, your needs, your boundaries, and making sure that that person is happy so that you feel safe. Now, as a child versus an adult, this is slightly different. As a child, you are created to need your caretaker. You are created to want to attach and be loved by your caretaker. And at times, if you were born into a home where the abandonment is at play or potential or rejection or abuse, then you are doing the only thing that you can do, which is to create safety by accommodating, making the parental figure, the caretaker, happy. And this is at the cost of you, generally. Again, as a child, you don't have a choice. But as an adult, we can also develop this. And so there's more options as we get older. Now, I want to be clear that I did not grow up in an abusive home, but I did still develop the fawn response. And I think a lot of people who are in chronic pain have this fawn response because we have to abandon our own needs, which makes our own skin living in our own bodies unsafe until we can start to recognize, hmm, I have these emotions that need attention. I have these boundaries that have um, 
I, I have boundaries right now. They're just unhealthy boundaries. We all have boundaries. And then, um, and I also, I'm not tending to my own needs. My physiology is speaking to me. I don't recognize it because I have ignored it for so long because I have put a priority over other people's happiness and needs over my own. Now, a lot of this stuff is is good. It's biblically right to love, to take care of, to even please, to have people happy. It is, it's actually when it's done out of love, it actually has a a really healing, wonderful imprint on our nervous system. I love that God created us in a way that loving others blesses us. But that is when it is based out of fear. I'm sorry, that is when it's based out of love. When it is based out of needing safety, this desperate need of, of safety, then it is, it is from a fear response. And then we are appeasing people. We're showing up great because it's the only way to feel safe. Safe. We are smoothing things over. We're the empath. Empaths are very aware of other people's needs, other people's emotional states, and do everything that they can to keep that person happy because I feel comfortable, which is another way of saying safe. If the people around me are comfortable in however they're behaving, sometimes we condone behavior um, because instead of standing up to them or standing up for yourself, um, it is easier to smile or laugh or go along with what these other people um, are, how they're acting. And this one is based out of fear and it is terrible for the nervous system. Now the fight and the flight part of our nervous system or the imprint that fighting has and and fleeing have on our nervous system is one that's more noticeable than the fawn response because the fawn response, we often do it with a little bit of ease and, and comfort and we put a smile on our face and so there's less of a physiological change in our bodies so we don't note it as much and also when we live like this for so long we don't we don't even recognize that we don't stand up for ourselves anymore we don't recognize that our voice doesn't have a place in um, your friend group or um, you just don't recognize your own patterns because it has been part of what has kept you safe and kept you accepted for so long especially if like I was saying you experienced um abandonment or abuse in a a situation whether childhood or adult life adulthood um, when you've experienced those things it's really imprinted in in how you operate and and who you essentially are and so when we're looking at this we're looking at what um what has happened is that you have rejected your own emotions because maybe Um, when you cried or when you felt disgusted or angry or or afraid, um, you received um, abuse or rejection based on that, you expressing that emotion. So you have rejected your own emotions. And the reason that is dangerous is that our emotions are an indicator of of, um, what's happening in our environment and what is good and bad. And oftentimes, Yes, our emotions can be misleading, but oftentimes they are an indication of boundaries and needs that you have. Like I have always said, emotions 
are an invitation to draw near to God because when we draw near to God, we get to know his character. And based on his character, we then realize boundaries that are biblical and good and based on him. We can establish those and meet and naturally meet the needs that our bodies and our brains have together. But when we ignore our emotions and we don't deal with, when we suppress um, and dissociate from how we feel, then it creates this discord because we do not take care of ourselves and those emotions get stuffed and therefore we don't have boundaries, we don't take care of what we need and it's no longer safe to be in your own skin because we are so busy keeping everybody happy around us. The hard part about this is that it looks good. People will say, oh, she's so nice, she's so great, I love being around her. Um, I feel really safe and um, comfortable with who I am. And we feel good about that. And that releases actually some good hormones that make us feel happy. But it's not based in real safety. It's temporary. We're actually still in conflict and not taking care of ourselves. We're not going to God. We're just pleasing the people around us. So when we're healing, we need to pay more attention to our emotions. We need to recognize that we need to have healthy boundaries. Like I said before, you already have boundaries. They just might not be well-placed. And we have needs that need, uh, we have needs that need our attention and they need to be validated and recognized. And that is okay to have needs. Um, Let's see, what else? Um, I, I, I have come up kind of with the saying that um, emotions draw us near to God, which allow us to create boundaries based on his character that cause us to flourish mind and body. I'm going to say that again. Emotions draw us near to God, which allow us to create boundaries based on his character that cause us to flourish both mind and body. And so I hope this is a stepping stone for you to kind of to realize um, and recognize that you have maybe some of these fawning responses, um, whether it was adult life that it was developed or childhood. And now you can start to take those steps to kind of create some of those changes by looking at, first of all, am I actually in danger? Is this perceived danger or is this real danger? Am I actually in risk of being abandoned in abuse or is my nervous system just responding in a habitual way that um, that is not based in truth? And so I can actually start to, um, to operate in a different way that um, values me in this equation as well as these other people. Please um, check out my website, Thought by Thought Healing, where I have a um, course called Conquering Chronic Pain Through Science and the Gospel. And I help people kind of work through how to plan and how to change as we identify these traits and how to change and how to allow Jesus's character and the way that he loves you to um, to change how you mentally respond to other people. Oftentimes we do not need to change our behavior. Oftentimes we still get to be loving individuals, but it is based out of this love response and this freedom response and God's good character instead of out of this fear and this earning of safety. So thanks for watching you guys. Again, hope it was helpful. Well, follow me on um, Facebook and Instagram for daily tidbits and, and help on how to take that path out of chronic pain. I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks, bye.